Good evening. Good evening. I'm very delightful to be here. Thank you very much. And uh, very excited to be at the first LEF outside of my hometown. And it's delightful to see how it is. So uh, I'm going to give a little bit of a chat about why this matters. Because this really matters, what's happening here tonight. It's so important and so exciting. And uh, occasionally, uh, I spend a lot of my time on the train. And uh, occasionally, I buy The Economist magazine, which is never very good for my blood pressure. And uh, I was on it the other day, and there was someone left a copy, and this was the advert on the back of The Economist magazine, uh, which struck me as the single most awesomely stupid thing I had ever seen in my whole life, which is quite saying something for The Economist. And this advert would have you believe that humanity evolved, always with dinner jackets on, always male, which I think we can disprove from our audience tonight, is not the norm, uh, and that this pair of trousers and this car are the ultimate pinnacle of human evolution. We have arrived. This is it. There is nowhere to go after this. This is as good as it gets. But of course, actually, what is happening around the world is a quiet revolution of people getting on and creating the next bit. You are the people who are creating the next bit in this story. And it's far more exciting and far more thrilling than this old rubbish could ever be. And uh, Charles de Gaulle once said, how can you govern a country that has 246 varieties of cheese? <laughs> and what I've seen going around uh, and, and working with transition groups all over the place is I think actually there's something coming through now <clears throat> which is so exciting. When we started doing transition, we always framed it as being a response. It's a response to peak oil. It's a response to climate change. It's always a response to something. I'm not sure that we need that anymore. Because I think transition and this sort of move towards more resilient local economies is sufficiently fantastic and sufficiently exciting that we don't always need to be setting it up as a response anymore. It's fantastic. And what we see happening around the place, I think, are eight new kind of paradigms, if you like, that are coming through. And that's what I want to share with you this evening. And the first one is from anywhere to here. And um, this is a talk with props, by the way, just so you know. I did a talk in Belgium the other day, and I showed this, and they were terribly indignant that all the beers in here were actually American. When I was talking about local beer and craft brewing, they got big, big So anyway, so I bought two. So here we have, this is, a, I think you can look at the sort of, the economy that we can create from that. Uh, can be distilled down into two bottles of beer, if you like. This is our sort of 1% beer. I don't mean it's proof, I mean it's in terms of this economic model. This is a, uh, the economy which is about focusing money uh, away from communities. This is an extractive industry. This is about taking money uh, away to the, sort of, to the 1%, if you like. Actually, what we see with the incredible, this is a brewery that I've been involved in starting in my town. Uh, not as good as these guys, I'm sure. It's fantastic. Uh, but uh, this is, uh, what, what you look at in this is actually an economy which is about keeping money cycling locally. And the craft brewing movement is so exciting because it's not about businesses that start out with the aim of getting huge franchising, exporting all around the world. It's about businesses that have a sense of place, about wanting to develop in terms of flavours and tastes uh, and really root themselves in the place where they live. So what we see emerging is that idea that local economies matter. Things that can only emerge from place really matter. Local currencies can only arise from, from people, from the grassroots. That's really exciting when we see that stuff happening. And then a real celebration of place as well. 
Um, so from anywhere to here is really important. From divest to reinvest, we see this huge movement growing every day, this divestment movement. So we're getting organizations and people to move their money out of fossil fuels and move it into uh, low carbon, in, into the new kind of economy. But then what? Actually, this event is a beautiful example of how do we bring investment in to help broaden and diversify the economies that we have going on. This is Brixton Energy, lovely example of getting people locally to invest in their place, invest in their local economy. Again, that's a really uh, important thing that we see happening. From somebody should to let. All too often we think, well, somebody should do, why doesn't somebody do something? That's, something's not right, somebody ought to do something. But actually all around the place now, people are coming together and saying, well, let's do it. It starts with us. Let's come together and, and, and do things. And within that, there's the, uh, the realisation that as groups of people doing stuff, we need to support each other. We need to work together. We need the expertise to be able to do that. We need those groups to work. That's really important. And from niche to mainstream, this idea that actually local economies matter, that's the foundation that we build on, rather than imagining that's some kind of a disposable extra, is an idea that's going mainstream very quickly. This is in, the, in Norwich. This is the University of East Anglia's new enterprise centre, which they're building using predominantly local materials. What do they have in East Anglia? They have reed, they have thatchers, they have very skilled thatchers and a new generation who want to learn to become thatchers. So the building has thatched walls using those materials. Actually, imagine if every time something was built here, it was built using a percentage of materials that came from within a radius of this place. In Preston, uh, in Lancashire, Preston City Council, the first council I know of who've done a whole uh, mapping of where all their money goes. They got together the police force, the university, the hospitals, the seven big key all spending organisations in the town, city. They looked at where all their money went. They found that only 4% of what they spend goes into Preston. Only 39% is spent in Lancashire as a whole. So nearly £500 million is just pouring out of money. And their remit is to support the economy and get things going there. What's fascinating to see what they're doing, they're now talking about moving their pension scheme back to Preston, investing it in Preston. They're talking about anybody who, the, who they procure services and goods from has to show how they use the multiplier effect in what they do. This stuff is really going mainstream very, very quickly. You guys might have spent the last few years thinking you're wacky out on the fringe doing all this stuff. You are the cutting edge. You are what's coming through now. And that's really fantastic and really need celebrating. From NIMBY to SWIMBY, I think we, at the moment, we have a national planning policy framework that says, yeah, build whatever you like, wherever you like, that's all fine. And so anybody who says, uh, that's a bit crap, really, do we have to have that there? Gets called a NIMBY, not in my backyard. We like to use this term instead, SWIMBY. We want something wonderful in our backyard. If you're going to buy a computer and you go out with £500, you don't go and buy something that weighs half a ton and runs on Windows 95. You want to get something that's good, you get the best you can. Why do we not look at that in terms of development? Actually, communities can really be involved in shaping. In the community where I live, a developer proposed a horrible development. The community has done their own design. And I should say, no, we'll have this instead, actually. From theirs to ours, I think one of the key things that we see happening is this idea that it really matters that as communities we own assets. 
If we want to make the places that we live more resilient, we need more control over that. We need to be able to be generating the resources to do that. This is uh, in my town, uh, in Totnes, this is a project called uh, Atmos Totnes, which I'm a director of the Totnes Community Development Society who are doing this. This is an old eight acre milk factory that was one of the key employers in the town up until uh, 2007 when it closed and 160 people lost their jobs. We ran a campaign for seven years for the community to determine what happens on this site, for the community to own it and develop it. We signed a contract with the site owners in August last year. We're now going to be, we're now building up to doing the first community right to build order in the country where the community votes. And if the community votes in favour of this, then it goes ahead. Uh, as a mixed use development, all in community ownership, as communities owning assets really makes an enormous difference. Ooh, something's happening. Seventh one, uh, from come and join us to how can we help. I think all too often in the sort of transition, kind of green world, we've had this idea that one day people will realise how right we are and then they'll all come and say how can we help. And it doesn't really work like that. And I think we see more and more things which is uh, in transition and other things about saying what's going on, how can we be of service to that. This is the project we're doing called Caring Town Totnes, working with all the different organisations who provide caring in the town and saying how can we work better together, how can we do bring assets into community ownership to make this stuff happen. That's really important. And then the last one is, I think, from clone towns to places of possibility. Creating places where things feel possible is one of the most important things we can do uh, at this time. It feels like there's less and less options. We can create those options. This is the marvellous uh, uh, Crystal Palace food market uh, uh, who've done that, who've created a place of possibility where uh, it's somewhere really exciting, it's fantastic, but new things start to come out of that as you'll hear a bit, a bit later on this evening. Creating those places of possibility is really important. This is something that the growing communities people did in Hackney. Don't look at it too closely, it'll give you a migraine. Uh, but what's really important with it is that they asked a question, to what extent could London feed itself? And it's a really fascinating question. And they said about uh, two and a half could come from back gardens and allotments, 5% could come from new, intensive urban market gardens throughout the city, 17 and a half from the land around the city, 35% from within 100 miles of London. When I look at that, I think there is a map for the, for, for the redesign of the economy of this city. If I was 20 now, I'd be looking at that map and thinking, I need to train to become a really shit-hot baker. I need to become a brewer. I need to become a really gifted, skilled <coughs> urban market gardener, someone who can grow mushrooms on coffee, etc., etc. This is the new economy here. This is the new economy waiting to be seized, and that's what we're really here to celebrate tonight. But this is not some wacky fringe idea anymore. This is something that actually ticks all the boxes of what we need as people, as communities. We need something that builds, that makes communities more healthier, brings them closer together. People feel more nourished, more, more, more enriched. We can do that far better than what else is on offer. So this was the first local entrepreneur forum that we had in Totnes back in 2012. And uh, uh, Jay, who, who, who designed this as a model, is here this evening. And this is uh, the idea of saying, what does it look like if a community comes together to support its entrepreneurs? If it supports the people who are coming through with the ideas that can make that kind of an economy happen. I was uh, uh, a group who pitched a brewery that year, uh, which is now up and running, employs two and a half people, uh, is, is going really well. And what we see happening is a, is a kind of a community of the people who've come through it every year. So that year as well, there were some guys called Fungi Futures who pitched 
uh, growing mushrooms on, on coffee grounds. Uh, in the third year of the forum, we produced a special beer with them, a stout that was infused with oyster mushrooms. That sounds appalling, but it was really, really nice. And, uh, and then this year, to give you a sense of actually what happens, this lady here, Holly, started a, a project called Grown in Totnes, where she's uh, getting locally produced oats and putting in place the infrastructure to, to process them. At the moment, they all get fed to animals. So what would they look like if we had the infrastructure in place to process local cereals and grains so that we can eat them locally? So we brewed a special beer called Black Oak Mild. It was a mild made with her oats and did lots of stuff to help that business come into fruition. We now have a community of people who look out for each other and who feel part of something that's really, really exciting that's happening. And so I'm sure that's what will happen in four years' time the, the, the Lambeth uh, Local Entrepreneurs Forum, many of you who pitched here tonight will be coming back and feeling and supporting those new ones who are coming through as part of something that's growing and growing and growing. The new economy is, is here, it's happening, it's really exhilarating and, uh, and I'm really delighted to see this happening here and I hope you have a fantastic evening. Thank you very much for the invitation.